The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Roger Waldron of the Coalition for Government Procurement, which is entirely responsible for its content. Welcome to Off the Shelf with Roger Waldron of the Coalition for Government Procurement on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Off the Shelf gives a voice to commercial service and product companies selling in the federal market. Roger speaks to members and government officials about procurement policy, trends, innovations, and debate. Now your host, Roger Waldron. Today my guests on Off the Shelf are from LMI. Susan Zengez is uh, the Vice President for the Transformation Management Office. Lisa Wax is Director of Strategy. And Jeff Weiner is the Director of the Civilian Market. And today we're going to talk about LMI's unique place in the federal market and how it supports its customers and what's what's going on in that space. So uh, I'm just going to open up to, to you three guys. First of all, guys, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us, Roger. Absolutely. So – uh, and I'm looking forward to the conversation. There's a, LMI is a unique um, entity, company, organization, um, and does a lot of great stuff. So, first of all, let's let's start with uh, LMI 101. Uh, can can you guys talk about the history of LMI, how it came to be, and what your mission is? LMI has a, a great legacy. Uh, it was founded in nine, in the um, early. 1960s. We're 57 years old, and we were founded to improve Department of Defense logistics early in the Kennedy administration. Um, And they came in, they looked at the amount of money being spent on logistics and said, we need to get together a group of the best and the brightest. And Robert McNamara, the Secretary of Defense at the time, said, hey, let's get this together. Let's start this organization to look at these hard problems for the government. So that's our legacy. We've been doing that for 57 years, broadening over time uh, into the mid-sized company we are now. We had a federally funded research and development contract, FFRDC, for many, many years. We stepped away from that about 20 years ago because of the caps the FFRDC put on the amount of work we could take. There was growing demand outside of the DOD for the the really high-level analysis and talent that we had to offer. So we retained our nonprofit status and have, have retained that since, uh, but have really grown in the in the 20-some years that we've stepped away from the FFRDC. So, yeah, and that's kind of unique. You are a not, not-for-profit organization, yes. right? That's yes. not a typical – go ahead. Right. Lisa. We also work exclusively for the federal government. Uh, we will work as a as a subcontractor, obviously, to other companies, but our client base is exclusively the federal government, and that really does make us unique among the level of um, companies that we compete against. Right. So, and when you say subcontracts, that's subcontracts to prime con- yes. prime federal contracts. Yes. Right? So, can you, can you talk? I mean, you've expanded from DoD. Um, into civilian agencies. Can you talk a little bit about just generally what you, where, you, where you're going there? Sure. Or where yeah. you have gone there over the last 20 years? Absolutely, absolutely. So. I mean, it's it's pretty impressive the, the amount of agencies outside of DOD that we've been able to touch uh, over the last 20-plus years. Some civilian agencies we've literally been in for over 20 years and been partnered with. And, and while a lot of the, the capabilities that we've taken to these agencies stemmed from the good work we were doing at DOD. We've also tailored based on the civilian agency needs. So, you know, if I look at our current portfolio, we're very strong 
in the you know in the homeland security space, but also you know CMS and HHS. You know my market in particular. I'm focused a lot on um, agencies like like NASA, U.S. Postal Service, GSA that you and I know well, Roger. So I think we've we what we've noticed and and what we've tried to harness is a lot of the needs that our DOD customers had and the and the missions that we supported and the the talents we brought to the table with DOD a lot of those same needs whether it's logistics whether it's program management whether it's advanced analytics those are needs across the government right and so we've been excited to take it into into the civilian agencies right. so and, can i just build on that a little bit sure, i mean going Susan. back to the legacy and the focus on um really solving uh very complex problems for the DOD. Like Jeff is saying that we've broadened that to the civilian agency, but um, bringing our legacy forward, we're really, what makes LMI unique is our focus on um, the mission of the government and really supporting the government and solving the complex problems, but also to bring the high, highly skilled, um, high talent to those um, solutions. So we've really, we've really focused on the mission and our people and, and solving problems across all of the government, not just DOD, like Jeff is saying. And that legacy really helps us attract talent, both early career professionals and senior experts that can have a robust career at LMI because of the levels at which we work. Uh, it's a lot of exposure and a lot of opportunity if you're n- relatively new to the workforce, lurking to gain experience as well as an opportunity to really make an impact if you're a senior level expert. And I, I, Susan and I have mm-hmm. both been with the company about 20 years. Yeah, uh, just given LMI and who you are, uh, you, by your very nature, um, you attract folks who are subject matter experts from the government as well who are looking for a change or you know, into the next phase of their careers because that's really what – way it started if i if i recall yes. right you know this is you know folks you know lots of former government folks who were helping dod in part is that is yes that, yeah, absolutely so. we had a lot of retired dod retired military personnel that, and still do and that's still absolutely that. right i mean that's how we that's how we i think our legacy really um began but uh, to augment that, the, the um, folks coming out of the government focused on the mission. We also have people that are um, really solution oriented and wanna and wanna provide um, some cutting edge solutions to the complex problems. So we have a great mix of staff and talent. Um, we also have um, our Susan. Organ- you st- I mean, that's exactly where I was going. That was going to be yeah. my next question. Like you know, the gov- you have a great mix of different folks mm-hmm. with different talents. And the experience in government, but also people bring, bringing from the market to the government. Right, right? absolutely. In addition, our, the organization is structured in a way where um, we pull talent from across our service lines to um, really mobilize around a problem for a particular market or a particular uh, customer. So, um, yeah, we have a really good mix of, of highly skilled talent. And, and that's the legacy. When LMI was founded, actually, and back in the early years, folks – the, the, the rule was you didn't stay there too long. You, they actually didn't want people to be at the company for their whole career because they wanted this continual influx of fresh ideas from government and industry. So we try and continue that. Right. Well, one of the things, too, I wanted to ask about um, is you, you viewed, and I would consider you like a mid-sized company. Mm-hmm. And that's a sort of you're, – you're, you're unique, unique because you're a .org and – 
you know, what that, how you can bring that sort of trusted third party approach to government. But as a mid-sized company, there's both great opportunities, but also great challenges. Can you, we got about a minute left in this segment. We start that conversation and continue it into the next. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, Raji. I'll, I'll start with that because I, you know, I came to LMI uh, last year from a different kind of company in the industry. I was at one of those very large companies where you would think, okay, well, you know, there's there's an endless supply of of you know solutions and talent. But in reality, I've been unbelievably impressed with LMI as a midsize company and the breadth of of talent and solutions that that a midsize company can bring to the table and a company that has proven over 55 plus years their ability to continue to drive solutions for the government. And so I don't see a ton of, you know, areas where LMI can't bring the same caliber of of solutions and talent to the table as the big guys, having been at the big guys and worked with the big guys. But I think there's an advantage of being, you know, at a smaller level where, you know, just the interactions between the levels of the company are so much tighter and and frequent because we don't, you know, you don't get lost in in the in the numbers. And so I think that's been one of the great advantages is just the level of communication and teamwork it affords us and the ability to quickly identify and promote talent and get the right people in front of our customers and, and involved in the solutions that we're providing. So you know, that's perfect, Jeff, because now we have to take a break. And when we come back, I, we'll, we'll talk some more about that mid-sized place in the federal market, and then we'll talk a little bit about the uh, – both Susan, about your office, the the, trans, the transformation management office, and what that's bringing to the table. My guests today are Susan Senguez. She is the vice president for the transformation management office, Lisa Wax, director of strategy, and Jeff Weiner. Director of Civilian Markets from LMI. I'm Roger Waldron, and you are listening to Off the Shelf on the Federal News Network. Welcome back to Off the Shelf on the Federal News Network. My guests today are from LMI. Susan Zenguez is uh, the Vice President for the Transformation Management Office. Lisa Wax is Director of Strategy, and Jeff Weiner is Director of the Civilian Market. And... Uh, guys, when we took the first break, um, we had started talking about you know mid-sized companies in this mar- in the federal market. They're sort of unique place, but even in that context, LMI's unique, unique place as a not-for-profit and what you bring to the table. So, um, Jeff, I know you were talking about that. You got you guys have more thoughts on that? Yeah, sure. I mean, again, I think I'm excited about the potential that we have as a company. The you know the the advantages to be in that midsize of that tightness of our community as a as a set of employees and our you know and how it's easy to it's easier to drive that common culture and focus on on the government's mission solving the government's hardest problems and and really attacking that as a group and and driving communication throughout the organization now all that said i think we've recognized that we have plenty of of opportunity and work to do on continuing to expand our support for for the federal government and and helping them with those problems. And so as a midsize, you know, we need to continue to grow and we're focused on that growth. And so we want to make sure that we're doing that in the right way and maintaining 
that culture that's made us unique and maintaining, you know, that focus on on solving the government's hardest problems. And so we've got to position ourselves in a way that allows us to continue to grow and do those things. Do you see any other sort of challenges or opportunities as a mid-sized sort of company in this market? I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's, everybody focuses, like, at least seems to me a lot on the big, big companies or the really, really small companies in this market and just how that sort of just the awareness of the midsize and what they can bring to the table. And particularly in your case, is that something that you, you, that you see in the market? So um, it goes along with what Jeff was talking about. Um, What LMI has is a very uh, deep um, pool of talent that we bring highly skilled talent. And with the high touch um, organization that um, Jeff referred to, we, we can quickly mobilize around our customer needs. So um, what I would say is, you know, we have the agility like a small business, but we have the depth of talent like a large business. So we're, we're in that unique spot right now. Um, but like what Jeff was saying, um, we are on this tra- tra- trajectory for growth. We're on this path and we're on the move. Um, we're very focused on bringing more solutions to our clients. Um, but with that, um, we do want to maintain our culture. And I think what's uh, very unique about our culture is the focus on the mission. And I know a lot of uh, companies around the Beltway do talk about the focus on the mission, but um, the the sense of purpose uh, for our employees are really ingrained in the DNA of the company. I mean, it's all over the place for the company, and that's that's top of mind for everyone in the company. Yeah. So, uh, the and I know you've, you've talked about growth. So I, I, I've just prompted some questions to me. So when you think about growth, you're, you you mean is part of that you know acquisition of additional capability um, is part of that just hiring up. You know, making sure growing the business so you hire more resources is it a combination? It's what? a combination. It's definitely a combination. Um, we recently did an acquisition just a couple of weeks ago. We announced our acquisition of the Tory Group, and that really brought us not only just growth in terms of scaling and size, but it brings complementary capabilities, enforces the culture. If you pick the right company, it enforces, reinforces the culture that you have. And that's what we found. And it, it helped us expand even more some of our capabilities uh, that that particularly apply to, you know, life sciences, program management, uh, some of the more scientific capabilities that we have. So we have done acquisitions along the way and continue to really actively look for the right targets. But we're not just about doing any old acquisition for any company that comes across. It really has to fit not only with capabilities but with culture because that's, that's so important Yeah, at least that's a, that's a great point, I think. And when I think about LMI and the culture sort of, in, of service, right, you know, the, the history of the organization – uh, I think culture would be a huge consideration when you're looking uh, about joining with another company or acquiring another it, company and making sure that culture fits with the way you way you way you operate, way you approach, way you, your the lens through which you look at things. Right, uh, culture and and ethical values are preeminent for us. And I will say that that was the um, the driver for the Tari Group acquisition um there was there was immediate alignment around culture and um ethics and integrity and that that's what made it so attractive for LMI. Yeah, 
Absolutely, and just their overall vision. I mean, if you look at the programs that Tori uh, was, is involved with now as part of LMI, it's really around, again, getting back to that theme of what are some of the government's toughest challenges right now. And a lot of it is around, you know, emergency preparedness and avoiding, you know, potential disasters. And so they've they've brought, you know, they've brought talent around that arena that's important to our federal customers and I'd say every citizen in this country. And so we're excited about working working with our new teammates on that and, and looking at what are the common threads and capabilities that drive an ability to do that. I mean and it's I think it's you know while it's largely going to impact our customers in the DOD and national security space, you know there are places in civilian that that need to be worried about okay, how do we you know, avoid, you know, an out, you know, how does USDA worry about a, you know, an outbreak of some animal disease? So there's, there's places in civilian where that matters. And how do we prepare for those types of things? How do we make sure that we're inserting there? They also have a strong talent around inserting new technologies to solve current problems. And so I, there's not a government agency around that doesn't need to think about insertion of new technologies to solve problems. So a lot of those talents that they bring, they bring with a specific focus on improving improving government mission, which is right in line with what LMI does. Right. So I have to ask when you when you ran through those, Jeff, and the, and the services, you know, the everybody talks about data today, right? And data is, you know, the key to everything, right? Being able to analyze, you know, is that? Is, I mean. You know, is that what you see from your customer, the government customer, the, the importance of being able to analyze that data, make meaning of it for them and, and provide them with, based on what you've done, you know, sort of strategic choices or, you know. Yeah, I see it. I see it across the government. I don't think there's a government agency uh, today that's not acknowledging the fact they sit on a mountain of data and, and there's a varying degree as to what they are doing with it or what they know they can do with it. And so they're all looking for help from what I've seen in the market. And, you know, we're lucky to have a really fantastic set of um, data scientists and just the overall capability around analytics. And again, coming from our heritage of being embedded in the government's mission, I think one thing that LMI brings to the table, you can go out and, and find several technology solutions to where to put your data and how to build a data lake. I think one of the things that that our team brings to the table is having that knowledge of the business of government and the mission of government and really being able to help our customers think through what questions are you guys trying to solve? Like what is going to be most impactful to your mission that you can answer with your data? And now let's sit down with you and figure out how to structure your data and structure the analysis in a way that's going to get you those answers and help you, you know, produce better solutions for your citizens, help you produce, you know, an environment where you're more, um, you've got a better logistics operation in the DOD. So there are so many ways to use the government's data that, you know, we're, we're excited to help them with that and help them think through how to do it. For many years, we've been a trusted partner in helping the government analyze data. Before data analytics was a, a buzzword cool. right. and was cool, it was, cool. was a yeah, thing. Yeah. We were helping the Department of Defense look at a lot of their metrics and performance data, and we've we've done that work for 15 years since since they started really even thinking about dashboarding some of that data. And our our independence, our point of view, um, the work that we do 
for the federal government really leads us to be able to look for best-of-breed tools. We will go out there and identify, and, and our our data folks are, are wonderful at this, what is the new up-and-coming tool, where does or doesn't it apply. We'll engage with that that vendor and take a look at what they can do for the federal government. We will help the government build solutions to look at their data. You know, obviously, yes, anybody can build a data lake, but we have, we'll really help them put together the right suite of analytical tools for them. And as far as we're concerned, all tools are on the table. Right. And Lisa, at this point, we have to take our next break. And when we come back, Susan, we're going to talk about uh, transformation management office as a service and what, what you're doing there. My guests today are from LMI. Susan Senges is vice president for the transformation management office. Lisa Wax is Director of Strategy, and Jeff Weiner is Director of the Civilian Markets at LMI. I am Roger Waldron, and you are listening to Off the Shelf on the Federal News Network. Welcome back to Off the Shelf on the Federal News Network. I'm Roger Waldron. My guests today are from LMI. Susan Senges is Vice President for the Trans- Transformation Management Office. Lisa Wax is Director of Strategy. And Jeff Weiner is director of the civilian markets. And uh, I promised this, uh, this segment where you get to the uh, transformation management office and TMO as a service. And that means you're on deck, Susan. Okay. Or you're at the plate, actually. Go yeah, ahead. I'm at the plate. Okay. So we talked a little bit about um, LMI's legacy. And LMI is, you know, a 57-year-old company. And what we did was we, um, we wanted to make sure that we were um, very deliberate about where LMI was focusing, and then align our organization in a way where it's um, very closely aligned to that focus, but also be able to mobilize around the the complex problems that our government faces. So what we, what we did was we created this transformation management office, and um, we did a few things there. One, we pulled our key service offerings and capabilities to help tackle some of the problems that we wanted to solve for LMI in transforming the business. So, like I said, we we looked at our strategy, really crystallized the focus that we wanted to take. Um, we we organized our, our organization around that strategy. We looked at how we're, um, we're using our data, how we're leveraging our data to make um, the right, um, be the right steward, the proper stewards for um, our, our government's money through our finances. Uh, what we what we also did was we looked at how we're attracting and retaining and growing our talent. So we we transformed the business of LMI via um, the use of our key capabilities. And and why that's important is um, we took the the customer first approach to this. So we first transformed ourselves, right? So. Um, what we we really learned through that we we formalized our um, our keep capabilities in order to do that for our government too. So what we're doing is we're bringing all of that capability to our government when they need to transform. And you know our government there's constant transformation in our government. You know whether it be shifts in geopolitical um, you know <laughs> politics going on these days, or whether it's um, a new technology entering the market. Um, a change in administration, consolidation of offices. There's a constant need for transformation. So, um, so we did that for ourselves first. Right, and so now you're 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 helping the government transform and taking what your lessons learned in certain part from what you did for yourselves, 
and you know applying that to complex problems that the government has? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned we were talking about data earlier. Um, We really made use of our um, people analytic tools. Um, For instance, Org IQ is one of the tools we have where we we got a lot of insight into what our employees were doing and what they were focusing on and how they could mobilize. Um, We we looked at um, dashboarding. We looked at... um, the, the use of machine learning in, in um, mobilizing the talent around the pro- problem. So we, we made a lot of use of the data that we had. But and beyond it, that, I, I think there was a look also at the basic structure of the organization, at some of the key processes and policies. It was very holistic. It wasn't all the, 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 the fancy, sexy tools. You know, some of sure. it was really a back to basics that you can't forget. And I think Part of the reason that it's been so successful, a large part of the reason it's been so successful, was a dedicated resources. We really made it a priority. We made an office. We, we put Susan in that role so that there was somebody who lived and breathed that to made sh- make sure that it wasn't just the flavor of the day. And just to key in a little bit more on the, on the workforce piece, Roger, so if you – I think any major federal conference you go to today or any major federal customer you talk to, there is you – know, when you see what kind of the, the digital revolution has done to you know the federal government, workforce is, is something that everyone's focused on because it's, it's having an impact on almost everybody in the government. You combine that with you know just the demographics of the federal workforce and you know you're starting to see exits of a lot of folks who have been at the federal government for a long time. So – how do we make sure that knowledge isn't isn't leaving with them? How do we make sure that you know we're positioning the organization to take advantage of the skills coming in? And LMI's facing a lot of that too, right? So we want to make sure that as we go through any transformation on our in our space, that we've put the processes in place, we've put the um, the structure in place to to manage the knowledge of our folks, you know, in our company that that we've got, you know, the right way to analyze the skill set of our teams and position those to align to our strategy, the same problems that the government has. How do we make sure that based on strategic priorities that can adjust over time, they're able to adapt the workforce to take advantage of that? And that's one place where we've seen a really nice um, synergy between our analytics capabilities and our human capital change management heritage that we've got you know, that we've been doing for decades. So bringing the management consulting piece with some of that new technology to really be able to analyze our workforce and align it to strategy, same problem that the government has. And so Susan's office is focused on where are those differentiated capabilities that we want to make sure that we're using within our company as well as for our customers. Right. So I just uh, on the on the execution, you know, one of the things that I'm always interested in is the communication piece. Like, how do you get people to buy in if you're going to transform your organization, getting, you know, everybody a unity of effort um, and how that messaging is? Is that, uh, you know, did you see challenges in that when you were doing it for LMI or? Yeah, I think, I think, so I, I did this for LMI, but I also did it for agencies like GSA where, you know, we did a lot of transformative initiatives, consolidation. Hey, GSA is changing all the time, right? Yeah, as an FTS, (laughs) yeah, the consolidation there. Um, And I think what the biggest challenge of transformation, I think, is is really two things, people and systems. 
I think those are the those are the um, just integrating data and making sure that you have the hearts and minds of the people to get behind the transformation. Um, those are the those are the two challenges that um, I think are are very key um, when you're thinking about transformation. And the way that we tackled that for our customer zero approach or the LMI transformation is we got very deliberate around um, who who we're messaging to, when we're messaging to them, being very clear and transparent and being very open. I think when you start getting um, kind of more opaque or closed up around transformation, people start inferring things and they, and they start getting um, – their anxiety goes up because it's unknown. The more you can make it known, I think, the better. And that's, that's how you win the hearts and minds of the people. Right. So um, – so- that's great. I think we got the transformation thing down. That's because um, one of the things I think that's interesting when I was looking at your company is you know some of the things you're trying to do to bring, I would guess the way I put it, greater capability, greater resources. Like you have LMI Ventures, you have a research institute, a fellows program, you know your IR and D process. I want to talk about all those things. So this first, we've got about two minutes left in this segment. So let's just start with the LMI Ventures. What is that? So we just announced LMI Ventures. We're very excited. LMI Ventures is our attempt to look for small emerging technology companies and provide some seed funding, basically, um, to help those companies grow and particularly to help them enter the federal government marketplace. So uh, it's a venture capital fund on a small scale. Sure. And, and again, really focused at innovative companies uh, that can provide what the federal government needs. So how, how do how would companies learn more? Are you out there? You're doing the market research. To We're doing out. the market research. So www.lmi.org is our website, and we just posted uh, great information about the ventures. And we have a director of ventures, Ian Falau, and and all his information is out on the website. Uh, we're operating that office actually out of Austin, Texas, out of the DC okay. area. Uh-huh. Going to reach out a little bit. So he's he's well, that's a high tech corridor, right? Out that's, of the Washington right. DC metro area to broaden our reach and and make that accessible and really be on the ground where some of those incubators are looking at the neat things that are coming out of there. So you know we're we're just starting that search to really look for the right companies it's brand new and ongoing but that that's all my ventures that's that's we exciting and you know it. what Lisa, that was perfect because we're right up on the break so when we come back we'll talk about um you know your fellows program research institute and some of your your, your other um investments in IRD in your that program my guests today are from LMI Susan Senguez is vice president for the transformation management office Lisa Wax is Director of Strategy, uh, LMI Ventures, a strategy piece, right? And Jeff Weiner is the Director for the Civilian Market. I'm Roger Waldron, and you are listening to Off the Shelf on the Federal News Network. Welcome back to Off the Shelf on the Federal News Network. I'm Roger Waldron, and today my guests are from LMI. Susan Sanguez is Vice President for the Transformation Management Office. Lisa Wax is Director of Strategy. And Jeff Weiner is director of the civilian markets. And Lisa, we you talked a lot at the end of the last segment about the ventures initiative, LMI Ventures, and I know you have a you know very robust, strong I R and D uh, program process. You know, what how are they different? And talk about the I R and D a little bit. We have 
invested a lot in our IR&D over the years. That stands for internal research and development. And the difference between the two ventures, we're really looking externally at the market and, and what's going on there, keeping apprised of changing technology in that way. IR&D is internal. That's where our staff get to use their expertise to come up with innovative ideas. They can be technology. They can be tools. They can be approaches that they think would help us solve government problems. And so we, our staff will bring forward an idea. We have an investment review board process, and they'll look at the idea and help, again, use market research to formulate what kind of solution we want to develop. So we have a lot of, of work that's come out of that. We also engage university partners in that IR&D process, and we will give grants to universities to do research around certain specific problems, get them in touch with government experts on that, really bridge the gap between government and academia in a more practical way than a lot of academic research programs. Yeah, Lisa, just as an example, I was thinking about as you were talking, you know, if you look at just the the topic of supply chain risk management across federal government, I don't know that there's a federal government agency today that's not thinking about it or trying to make sure that, that they're ahead of the challenges. And, as and is doing the Congress as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's a hot topic right now. And that's an area where we have spent some IR&D money because – you know, LMI's heritage of, you know, strong logistics capability, you know, having the analytics capability, having the just the overall management advisory and, and consulting, and then also our, our cyber skills. You know, when you package that together, those are a lot of the major areas that it takes to really bring a comprehensive solution to the supply chain risk management uh, game. And so if you look at, you know, what we're doing internally, we've we've trying to codify that solution, right? We've we've taken, you know, large pieces of it to our DOD customers and and been working with them. And then as we're getting the feedback, we you know, we use that IR and D to really make a, a more strong and and you know universal solution across government. So then as we work with customers, for example, in my space in civilian where we know we know they're looking at it. You know, how do we make sure we're bringing our best practices to the table? And so just continuing to strengthen our offering that really crosses our service lines. So and, and th- it seems to me that's an area, too. Like everything's sort of evolving. I think, Susan, you said that during, you know, earlier in the show, just things are always changing, like GSA is always reorganizing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it seems to me in supply chain, that must be, an, I mean, because the threat is always evolving, you know, the the – and and organizations don't stay static as well. And, you know, it just seems to me you have to create a framework that allows you to evolve with the changing landscape. Is I mean, is that – how are you guys addressing that challenge? Is that through this IR&D and just getting people more and more educated and, and investing in both the organization and the, and, and the people? I think it's, it's that and it's also just continuing to – Make sure we've got the right market indicators coming back through both our market-facing folks as well as the folks who are focused on our specific capabilities. I mean, because you know, supply chain risk 20 years ago looked a lot different than supply chain risk looks today, right? The, a lot of those cyber threats weren't weren't a threat before. It was more, all right, how do we make sure that this key supplier doesn't go bankrupt and all of a sudden now we can't get parts for this particular vehicle versus now it could be 
where are those parts coming from and what are they putting in them and what are the cyber concerns we have around that. So our, our focus is in making sure that we stay plugged in both to our market indicators as well as the upcoming capabilities that our, that our staff are developing and, and bringing in from university partners, bringing in from the LMI Ventures partners. So it's a, it's a, it's a continuous evolution within our, within our organization. So, um, and now I just want to take a step back and like, so LMI, you have four sort of uh, service lines that you provide, right? And I guess, you know, cyber fits into one of those or probably is ubiquitous when you stop and think about it. So how those service lines, you you talked earlier in the show about being flexible. How how do you bring those together to solve a problem? Because they're always complex pieces to something they, you know, that touch different as, different expertise. So what Jeff just described, I think, is a really great example of that um, via the supply chain um, risk assessment um, and risk management that we do. So we, we do have four uh, service lines, logistics, um, uh, advanced analytics, management advisory services, and digital government services. So via that supply chain example, um, and, and going back to our earlier discussion, our, because the, the mission and the purpose is so ingrained at LMI, if you, if you present um, you know, these communities within LMI a problem like supply chain risk, there is a quick mobilization around that, and it's cross-cutting through all the, the service lines. Um, and then via the IR&D program, what we do is you know, we, we – Look at what the the demand signal is, or what the government is facing, and then we quickly um, pull in a community for from experts across the service lines to develop that solution, and then bring it to market to our to our government. Yeah, so it's, uh, and that, so we're running short on time, so I'll make sure. There's I I, I mentioned the the um, um, fellows program at the end of the last segment. Lisa, can you what is that at LMI? So we have taken the opportunity to really look for people that are experts in their field, just um, that that their peers in industry would be recognized experts. We bring them into the research institute to help guide our research and and our solutions for customers. These folks are on peer with our management level people, and they're they're really helping us define our strategy and where we should go in terms of the solutions that we're offering to our customers. And speaking of those solutions, so now we're really down. We're getting, we got about a minute left. So I wanted to ask you, there's been a lot of talk about OTAs out there in the market and um, DOD's really ramped up its use of those to try to access cutting edge technologies and that sort of thing. So how does LMI or how you, how are you guys thinking about, OTAs. And I'm going to ask Susan mm-hmm. from the Transformation uh, Management Office first to give some thoughts. And then you can go, each of you could get a couple, you know, a couple seconds at this point. Yeah, go absolutely. ahead. <laughs> so via, via our, um, our IR&D programs, via the solution offering development, um, we have some very um, cutting edge solutions, uh, disruptors, I would say, in, in some cases, where we're really trying to bring into the market via these OTAs. Um, we're, you know, we're, we're developing them and we're, we're, you know, we're trying to use the OTAs as a vehicle for our government to be able to utilize them. Right. Have you seen, you know, lots of interest from the department in particular and some of the things you're looking at? Um, mainly. Yeah. Yeah. From DOD, we have definitely. Yeah. Lisa? 
The majority of our experience is DOD. Um, we do uh, the the Tory group also was sure. was in the OTA world and uh, both in the Homeland Security and and defense areas. I think um, the the nicest thing about the OTA environment and is is when you don't know how to fit it onto a schedule or a vehicle or, you know, the constraints sure. around mm-hmm. a lot of that from a procurement perspective are what makes OTAs a great vehicle. We do find that the government is learning along with industry on this. You, you, a lot of yeah, the it's still a contract. It's, it's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so how do you do that and how do you bridge that gap? So it's not far based, but you're, you know, right. it's still a contract at the end right. of the but day. But when we're when we're when we're um, talking to our clients about the the solutions that we have that I that I described, they are quickly asking, you know, how do I get to you quickly? How mm-hmm. do I get to you? How, how can I get these services? This is exactly what I need. Right. And I think the OTAs have given a forum for for having that um, for having that vehicle for entry. Well, guys, I want to thank you for being on the show today. Um, my guests today have been. Susan Sengez, she is the Vice President of the Transformation Management Office. Lisa Wax is Director of Strategy. And Jeff Weiner is the Director of Civilian Markets. All from LMI. Um, My name is Roger Waldron, and you've been listening to Off the Shelf on the Federal News Network. You've been listening to Off the Shelf with Roger Waldron of the Coalition for Government Procurement on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Tune in Tuesday mornings at 11 or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One.